today, as we celebrate the great solemnity of the Ascension, we remember it as a day of glory, as a day when the Son of God who became man, truly human, body and soul, had his risen body and soul taken up into heaven to be seated at the right hand of Father of the Father. And what this solemnity means is that at, at the very center of heaven, there is this divine person and this human nature that has been completely united and totally filled with the glory of God. And it's a remarkable thing to think that any creature could experience that. But someone has, and that is our, our Lord, our Savior, our brother, Jesus. So today is a glorious day. But I think it's important to realize that the ascension, in some sense, was experienced as a loss by the early apostles. In John chapter 16, the Last Supper, Jesus says, But now I am going to the one who sent me. And not one of you asks, Where are you going? But because I told you this, grief has filled your hearts. And there is this loss for the apostles. They spent three years every day you know, with Jesus. You know, seeing his miracles, hearing his teaching, just being with him, spending time with him, experiencing his love. And now after three years of that, his visible presence is gone. This weekend at Hope College, there is a celebration going on, a graduation. And I think in, in some ways, the... The Ascension is a, an appropriate feast for graduation because graduation is too a glorious day you know, for those who've been working hard for four years and even for those who haven't been working so hard but got through anyway. <laughs> get to walk across that stage, get the diploma, and go on with life. And it's, there's a sense of accomplishment to it that these four years are sort of culminated in this, in this moment and now it's done. But I think graduation is, too, also something that comes with a sense of loss. A loss of a familiar place, of proximity to close friends, of an established routine, and a well-known set of expectations for success. And so, for those of you who are graduating today, I expect that there is, you know, a proper sense of accomplishment, but also this sense of loss. And I don't think that's something that can sort of simply be, uh, simply be brushed over. You know, because this time of transition is also, in a sense, a time of change and also a time of, of loss. I still keep in contact with some friends from college, but not a great many. And that's just part of the reality of graduation, that when you're not in the same place and eating in the same dining hall all the time and living in the same dorms and cottages, not going to 
not going to have that, that same sort of sense of closeness and ease of contact. And so that's, that's a loss. And so as we celebrate the Ascension, we can't, we can't forget that. But there's something else that goes on with the Ascension and why we celebrate it as simply as a day of glory and not a mournful day like Good Friday. And that's because even though there is this visible loss for the apostles and this visible loss for the church, there is also this invisible gain that comes along with it. Because the ascension is the necessary prelude to Pentecost, to the descent of the Holy Spirit. In the Gospel of John in chapter 20, we hear this account right, right after the resurrection. Mary Magdalene is in the garden looking for Jesus and she finds him and recognizes him and gives him a big hug and Jesus says to her, stop holding on to me for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them I am going to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Stop holding on to me for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Stop seeking to know me in this way that you have known me and be prepared for knowing me in a new way by having the Holy Spirit directly come into your heart. And Jesus says at the Last Supper, right after the line I quoted before about, you know, I have told you this and grief fills your heart, Jesus immediately says to the apostles, but I tell you the truth. It is better for you that I go, for if I do not go, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And it's this intimate relationship with God brought about by the presence of the Holy Spirit in our, in our souls. That's what Jesus is promising with his ascension that he will leave and the Spirit will come. And that's why the Ascension can be a glorious and also a happy day. Because we can anticipate and look forward to the coming of the Spirit. And I think it's dangerous to think of the presence of God in our hearts as just some, you know, sort of abstract uh, concept and not a concrete reality. The Holy Spirit is someone that we can actually talk to and who can speak to us in words and in ways that we can understand. Someone who can comfort and console us in difficulty, who can challenge us and encourage us. That's, that's what a, a real relationship with the Holy Spirit is like. The thing is that the, the Holy Spirit is given not just for ourselves, but for others as well. Reminds me of a, a joke I heard many years ago. So Jesus comes back and he's walking up St. Peter's towards, towards the Vatican. And this bishop looks out the window and he sees Jesus coming. He's like, oh my goodness. So he runs and he tells his boss, the Archbishop, Archbishop, Jesus is coming. What do we do? The Archbishop looks out the window, still sees Jesus walking. He's like, oh my gosh, I don't know. So he runs to his boss, the Cardinal says, Your Eminence, Jesus is coming. What do we do? Cardinal looks out the window. Jesus is still walking. It's a long, it's a long walk. 
Jesus is still walking. So the cardinal runs to the Pope and he says, Holy Father, Jesus is coming. What do we do? The Holy Father looks out the window and he sees Jesus coming and he turns to the cardinal and says, Look busy. <laughs> so it's a great joke about sort of, you know, Vatican uselessness and bureaucracy. But, but it expresses something like really true, this basic sense that Jesus is coming, we better be doing something. There's work for us to do. Pretend like you're doing it. But that's, that's part of the, the message of our first, our first reading today. You know, Jesus ascends into heaven and you know, the apostles are still looking up at the sky. And the angels come and they say, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. In other words, stop looking up at the sky. You have work to do. I think it's fitting in a way that, you know, as I look back on my life, my, my first Mass as a priest was the Solemnity of the Ascension. That I began the work of my priestly life on the day when the apostles, in a sense, are supposed to begin theirs. That Jesus has gone up. Why are you standing there just looking around? You know? Seminary's over, Father Nick. Time to do something. And that's a part of the ascension, too. Not just that we're looking forward to the Spirit, but that we are being ready to be used by Him to work in whatever capacity He has for us. And so for you graduates, I would say and challenge you to be especially conscious of that and have your hearts open and your minds open and asking the Spirit, you know, what do you want from me today, Lord? What do you want me to do in this time, in this place, with these people? Because wherever you are, that is where God intends you to be and there's some work that you have to do with with him and with his help. It's a line from St. Teresa of Avila that, that has always struck me. You know, she said, may today there be peace within you. May you know that you are precisely where you are meant to be. And so the future stands before you and maybe you know or you think you know where you're going to be in a week, in a month, in a year. Maybe not. But you need to know, graduates, as we all need to know, that wherever we are is where Jesus intends us to be. And it is where he will meet us with his Holy Spirit.